Welcome back to another episode of the Autism Everyday Podcast. We are your hosts, Swati and Geeta. Welcome back. Yep, it's been a while. We keep saying that. <laughs> we keep saying that. I wish we were we could be more consistent uh, with what we're doing. I have a suggestion yeah. there. Maybe maybe we need to do less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, days just come and go, don't they, right? Uh, there's always something happening and where did this week go it's already saturday right so what so, how, how has your week been yeah um you know i i need i i should tell you this um i recently signed up uh, at a gym oh that's exciting news this week right and i must tell you this is i signed up at a, at a gym mm-hmm. all over again i've done this so many times in my life you're a pro <laughs> and um, I mean, I mean, I think I've been pretty consistent, but then there's always a break that happens. But I know I've been kind of passionate about working out, uh, something I really, really enjoy. Then the pandemic happened, right? Yeah. So gyms were out complete of no no bounds. Yeah, complete no no. So all our routines took a hit. Routines changed, um, not for the better always. Yeah. At least during the pandemic, and then one kind of you know, gymming became. Uh, I used to do activity. one kind of settled into this little rut till i decided to start it all over again and now i realize i missed it so much i really has really the really inner gym rat in you spoken yes <laughs> um i realize i missed it so i had missed it so much and i'm really really enjoying it That's right? lovely. So anyway, but that's not the point. This podcast is not about gyms and not about fitness. Um, sorry for meandering away from the point. Uh, the point here is, uh, you know, after a few sessions, my husband and I realized that most of our fellow gymmers within courts. Yeah. I don't know. Lack of a better word. What do you call pe- other people who come to the, the gym? The other rats. Yes. <laughs> same time as us. <laughs> um, they're not very social mm-hmm. uh in that many of them don't even attempt to smile uh which is fine i mean yeah first time you go the second time you go people don't know you and maybe they've already know each other and all of that and also initially we blamed it on the unearthly hour at which we were going like 5 a.m is not the best time uh, for most people to be up and you're surely not in your most social of uh, you know moods at that point But soon it kind of became apparent that most people actually do not feel the need to acknowledge another person who's yeah. working out, you know, in the same space. So it was surprising, but in some ways not very surprising too. I mean, every time this happens, it manages to take you by surprise. Why do people have this reluctance just to even look at each other and smile? But you know in a few minutes you realize of course this is a familiar pattern and kind of shrug it away right i mean we so many places we go to yeah how often do do people do we acknowledge each other or even look at each other we just go, go about, about our business stuff. yeah even though you may see that same person over and over again um at the same time every day and True. right maybe you don't know their name but you know them because they're walking there every day yeah i mean i think I agree. I, why? Why we're actually talking about this is because I think these are skills that we are supposed to have. All of us supposed we are right. We say we're humans are social. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You, you took the words <laughs> out of my mouth. But these are skills we rarely put into practice in real life. Mm-hmm. 
and um, it's about the skills we all collectively believe and by we i mean parents educators the whole gambit therapists everybody we believe that autistic kids should know and execute these skills perfectly at all times it's a 100%, given 100% right, right? No, and no margin for error there no no and sometimes the adults in the child's life they can be unrelenting and so unrealistic about the level of perfection that that child needs with a particular skill i'm not even talking about you know complex math no mm-hmm. i'm talking about something as something like oh he needs to be able to uh, make friends he needs to be able to take listen to instructions from other people he needs to be able to talk to other people and be why how about a team game a team game is the worst i, I think i think we've dinged it into them and <laughs> team game is not something people say but something we hear very often is oh he needs to go to school because then he'll get to make friends so Here's the thing if they could just go to school and learn from other kids and just make friends then you know they don't need the diagnosis they don't need the diagnosis right? yeah but again i'm yeah. meandering here so <laughs> the point we're coming to is um very often as adults we have these unrelenting and very unrealistic um expectations uh that you know a child needs to have a particular skill be it a social skill or a communication skill i mean let's talk communication communication in itself involves so many aspect there is the intent the need the words or the gestures that you use the nuances of language what works what doesn't and um, then you need a communication partner mm-hmm. or, or as bf skinner famously said you need an audience, audience. right and i'm almost tempted to say communicative partner <laughs> as a but you know that's me andring and i'm going i have to stop doing yeah, that yeah because that's that's the 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 gross right that about is the people gross. not being communicative communicative enough yeah <laughs> so communication is just not about spoken words um we see a high percentage of autistics being able to speak speech is not a problem they do not have a speech disorder yes some autistics can have speech disorders for sure but a whole lot of them they they just have communication disorders mm. you know they have the words they speak um but it's about meshing your eye contact your tone of voice the spontaneity of the speech the ability to seamlessly switch topics as necessary have a back and forth mm. the ability to recognize when the audience is bored Most and important. very <laughs> important um the ability to respond appropriately to a social overture uh-huh. to actually make overtures of your own yeah, right yeah, yeah. and uh, to actually understand when somebody is being sarcastic or snarky and when they just saying something in a funny way even though it's downright rude yeah it sounds rude right but they're just being um funny yeah and that's hard to explain to someone who doesn't understand the nuances of language exactly. isn't it exactly so going back to not a speech yeah. disorder but uh communication yeah right so this sounds if you look from the perspective of a person with autism this sounds there's a lot of stuff going on at the same time um uh, but you and me as neurotypicals uh we are able to seamlessly kind of manage all of this at least more more or less some people more some people less right some of us are better than at it than others um some folks struggle with being socially awkward yeah um, anxious in new places uh, or anxious when there are with a new set of people some of us are extroverts party animals 
while some of us may drag our feet to a social setting cursing people who choose to call you <laughs> for some event or the other yeah right still we are able to do all or some of this reasonably well and shades of these are probably what we saw in the gym and many such spaces where people are thrown together then what happens when someone is on the autism spectrum right so a lot of these factors can be challenging um very puzzling and a struggle for folks yeah. on the spectrum yeah more when you're on the autistic spectrum and uh, a little less but still significantly more than the neurodiverse population uh, and the neurotypical sorry yes. population yes. if you are neurodiverse yeah um the same word can mean different things this the tone of voice can change the emotion and the intent of the word uh people use swear words and they use it while they're laughing so <laughs> are they angry or are they laughing and then does that swear word is that a funny word <laughs> can you just use it at the dining table are you supposed to you know supposed to use swear words right what well, about no. that rule <laughs> <laughs> yeah what whatever happened to that what is cool and not cool yeah, right yeah, yeah. so then they are told that they must greet people yeah. and that is such a big flaw uh because then you have them going around saying hi so and so to every single person that they meet mm, mm-hmm. which you don't need to do if you're mm. at, at an office or a or a large school uh, you know or or at a, a supermarket like mm. you don't need to go and say hi to every person who's shopping there yeah yeah respond to greetings from others respond to questions like um how are you with a general statement which is like i'm fine i'm good even if they're you know dying of the pox they have to say i'm fine i'm good yeah because yeah. that's what we all say right uh, it's confusing <laughs> if there are many people in the group then there are many things being said so many topics so many opinions a bunch of expressions so many people to look at i mean who do you make eye contact to right how how to cross talk to someone you know who's standing across the room or across the group even in the group parallel conversation is very hard yeah and then how to break into a conversation if everybody's already talking what exactly do you do there yeah <laughs> just too much going on too so many much. too many variables yeah. right yet what do parents want the perfect child the oh, perfect yeah. communicator they want the child to answer questions every time something is asked of them starting from their name uh they want the child to attend to things going on around them they want the child to want friends and have friends yeah. not just have friends want them to be a team player um have perfect manners like greeting everyone always saying please and thank you um you know making eye contact smiling at everybody being kind being helpful of course they also need to study well don't mm. forget yeah yeah the child should know how to enjoy and participate not just participate enjoy and participate in a birthday party he should know how to imitate initiate and have conversations not just conversation but sensible and knowledgeable ones and you can't just talk about dinosaurs that's no not, or, or, your or, the, or your favorite card no no, no. you have to be, to be able to talk about so many things and then for some others the child must take to books or must take to music well because whole family loves books and music you cannot be different can you yeah i think this just goes <laughs> on and on and you know children just learn some of these rules but do they understand the nuances of these skills maybe not at least not everyone does 
I mean, we surely don't as <laughs> as if we're if we qualify to be called neurotypicals, and we surely don't yeah. because if you go back to frosty neighbors, uncomfortable elevator oh, rides. I mean, oh, those I are the worst. Literally, I do not do elevators, okay, because <laughs> it's so awkward. It is so awkward. It is really awkward when you're all studiously looking somewhere in front. You're looking <laughs> at a closed door or worse mirrors, and you're squashed in together, very uncomfortably close with other very. people. Um, and then you know you have the limited ability to have extended conversations there's avoidance of situations that we find hard to handle i mean i'm talking about weddings i would give anything to skip weddings and noisy parties i mean we all have social skills we we know what to do we know when to say what we we can pretty much take care of ourselves in this realm but we find it hard yeah, right? yeah it is yeah. really hard and you know some people blame it on like a condition we have a great excuse right you can always say Yeah, I have social anxiety. I have anxiety. social anxiety, you know. Um, How about I'm an introvert? I'm an introvert. I can't handle a whole lot of noise, and I don't like being around lots of people. I'd rather do a one-to-one, or you know, I'd rather be in a quiet place doing my own thing than with a bunch of people talking. Yeah. Right. So perfectly legit. Very I mean, legit. We know how to make those. We can we can make those choices, and we can articulate those choices. Yes. Right? Yes. So we know that okay I don't want to engage in a particular behavior or I don't want to be in a particular space or I don't want to hang out with these people I don't want to go to school this comes from the ability to articulate your thoughts and feelings or find ways to manage or just kind of couch our likes and dislikes mm-hmm. we make the choice to be imperfect to break those rules we also have sort of like a uh like a measure like i'll break this much of a rule and i will preserve the rest and it's okay to break this and it's okay rule, exactly right? so you engage in some white lies of minimum resistance absolutely <laughs> always or very maximum sometimes but yeah <laughs> minimum damage minimum damage yeah. to speak only as much as we want to to look at or ignore some people to smile when we want not smile when we want walk past people you know it varies yeah but and where does this privilege come from it comes from the fact that we know yeah what is expected of us and we are making a choice yeah to do or not to do certain things so then then right? what prevents us from extending the same privilege to autistic kids yeah yeah why it, can't they make choices it's a basic right it, i it? mean if if your child is walking away from a play group or walking away from let's say playing with his peers and wants to play in a separate corner with his toys what is wrong with that is yeah. he not telling you that this is not something i want to do yeah Yeah, absolutely. Starters. Yeah, yeah. Right? Can they not choose what they want to do? Yeah, I agree completely. Sometimes autism takes over. Yeah. And we forget that they're kids or adults like you and me, and that they can decide how many people they want to be friends with, or what sport they want to play, or how much they want to be involved with whatever activity, and every so much more that they can actually make decisions for in their lives. So going by this. as parents and educators we need to be aware of what the autistic child wants does he have to be this perfect person or can he be just human like you and me is going to that school mandatory is having to be able to take instruction from a teacher and be among 15 kids such a big aspiration yeah if the child is not ready for it right what can we focus on instead real life skills 
skills that keep them safe mm. skills that so so important i mean there is nothing more important than safety and mm. the ability to communicate so mm-hmm. you want communication skills so they can actually tell you they can show you and they can tell you what works for them and what doesn't and so then they probably better equipped to make those choices yeah. and and communicate not have you shove it down their throat, throat. Yes. and communicate those choices with that <laughs> absolutely yeah so on that note um we look forward to hearing from you yeah. for your feedback and um, we will see you next time take care and stay safe